Hello there. Welcome to the 11th episode of the Clarity for the Real podcast, where we discuss diverse topics, mostly from a Christian perspective, but we blend other philosophical quotes and solutions to better your life experiences. In episode 11, we're going to be talking about five signs of spiritual abuse. That is five signs of spiritual abuse. This is continuing the surviving abuse series. Scripture will come from James chapter number one, verses 26 through 27. In the NIV version, scripture says, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceives themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their time of distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Alright, so um, that's kind of a great synopsis of talking about pure religion versus like how we think about it. But So let's give these five signs of spiritual abuse. And I think this um, will kind of coincide with emotional abuse of what we talked about last time. But this adds a a church perspective, a religious perspective to it. So, um, as you know, being in the church, uh, a lot of people talk about church hurt or like church abuse, but the, the, the main term is church hurt. And uh, this is really a growing trend that we see within the churches, church hurt. So let's kind of talk about five signs of spiritual abuse. Again, I want everybody to kind of pay attention and to um, kind of take notes if you have to, to kind of be able to understand, you know, what this, what these uh, characteristics and signs are to really, um, you know, help you with that. Alright, so sign number one. So any type of persistent mistreatment, not only from leadership, but the membership or body of believers. I want to repeat that. Any type of persistent mistreatment from leadership and or the body in the membership okay so in this area a lot of people just want to stay with leadership and they want to talk about leadership but what we fail to neglect is that I mean what we fail to uh, to tell not fail to neglect but fail to tell is that membership can be abusive as well a lot of churches look to preachers for the spiritual food that all of us really should be doing because if God has 
put uh, breath in your body and is able to, uh, you know, put you in, in, the, in the body to be effective for him, then and only then, you know, you have that responsibility as a member, as a, as a believer to do what God said to do. Okay, now let's look at uh, different traits of spiritually abusive leaders and or body members. Okay, so let's look at this. Are they authoritative? Are they too authoritative? Okay, do they... um, have this special are they basically saying they have this special relationship with God that no one else has are they implying that God communicates with his people only through um, this particular person okay uh, boasting that the leaders speak for God and expecting the followers to support and obey them without question so again yes god does put certain people in place um but our main focus and our main authority is god himself it won't be in any person um and you may also have membership that'll do this you have some authoritative membership that like to dictate what other people are doing or they like to dictate what the leaders should be doing and nine times out of ten those people are not serving themselves okay um are they too image conscious <clears throat> so the first one you know first trait is authoritative authoritarian are they very you know bossy uh are they too image conscious? Are they focused so much on how they look rather than uh, towards other people than looking towards God? Okay. And are they not, you know, taking responsibility? So those things are kind of important there. Uh, do they discriminate? Okay. Uh, are they... Uh, destructive in relationships and not good on repairing them. All those things can kind of be traits of abusive leaders and or abusive membership. Right? So those are some things to keep in mind. Alright, so sign number two for spiritual abuse is any corrupt teaching or misuse of the scripture to twist the truth and it not only causes harm but it also uh, hurts someone's faith and it causes division alright so any corrupt teaching uh, or misuse of scriptures to twist the truth and cause harm so there are a lot of people let's not get it twisted some people that are in churches do not have the right idea. They don't have the right idea. And their belief system 
everybody would think that their belief system is the same as what's in the Bible. But everybody, uh, unfortunately, in the body of Christ does not have the same belief system as according to the scriptures. Or they don't rightly divide the word of truth. And so it's imperative for us, I mean, obviously, to be able to recognize these characteristics. And obviously, next week, we're going to talk about solutions of battling spiritual abuse. But that's just something that I want to put out there. Any corrupt teaching or misuse of scripture to twist the truth and to cause harm and division. All right. All right. Third sign of spiritual abuse is actions of partiality. Let me repeat that. Actions of partiality. So in the church and in the in the body of Christ, we have what's called cliques. And what ends up happening is, you know, some people treat certain people better than they treat other people and um i know a scripture that talks about i believe it's in james or something like that but it talks about how we're not supposed to have the faith of jesus christ with partiality and so a sign of spiritual abuse is is this notion that certain people are more favored in my eyesight than other people. And what happens is it breaks down the unity and it breaks down the commonality that we're supposed to have within Jesus Christ. Um, If we're going to be uh, leaders within the world system and to be a light to the world, then we have to show Jesus Christ to the world. We have to show how we're different to them, how we're how we're set apart, how we're sanctified. And if we carry the same actions or even worse than the world, then we're not being the influence that Jesus has and God wants us to be. Okay? We're not being the light of the world that the world can see, okay, this is what we need to do to be better, all right? All right. So, um, sign number four is any sign of neglect or empty speech. I want to repeat that. Any sign of neglect or empty speech, okay? In the body of Christ, you're going to deal with a lot of people that um, say that they're one thing, but there's something else, okay? You deal with a lot of hypocrisy. Um, You deal with a lot of politics. And sometimes we neglect what the Bible talks about as the weightier matters of the law, love, mercy, justice. And so a lot of people may end up leaving a congregation or a church 
because they didn't necessarily feel welcome. And not only that, they were neglected. Um, You also may have certain people in ministry that, um, you know, work really hard and they really depend on the church to help them to do certain things in ministry because that's what a body does. A body is is supposed to support each other, just like our physical body. All our parts of our body support each other to, and keep the body functioning. And so that kind of thing does happen. You may even have new people that come into the congregation of the church and they, they're just looking to connect with people. They're looking for um, a community that loves and support them and they may not necessarily get that within the world and so because of that um it's up to us as by as as the body of believers and and leaders in 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 christ's kingdom to recognize that to and that's part of our uh, evangelistic efforts if you will okay and the last one, uh, sign number five, is any sin that a church body fails to deal with and they don't deal with it spiritually, okay? And this is a big one. Um, there are some churches where sins take place either within, like I said, the membership or within the body. And some people may get abused by it, but then... Instead of people taking the spiritual stand and dealing with those issues, what ends up happening is people just kind of sit there. You know, they sit there, they want to, they watch to kind of see what happens. Nobody really says anything, nobody really rocks the boat. And so, uh, churches like this unfortunately fail to be what they're supposed to be which is to deal with things and not saying to uh, deal with things really harshly, but to work things out because the Bible talks about how uh, our bond in, in the believers and Christians, we have the bond of peace. And if we can't really work out certain things on a practical level, then we're just we're just relegated to a Bible study. You know, so what we have to do is take what we learn from that and we have to apply it. We have to apply it in order to be more practical and to really practice the things that Jesus really talks about in his word. So when we do that, then and only then, uh, we can basically quell abuse. Because if we don't take a stand, a hard stand on, a hard stand on some of those things, then what ends up happening is abuse persists. It persists. And so that's part of what 
we all need to do is to really be a better body and these characteristics will help us to pinpoint those things well this again has been a good episode thanks for listening again I'll come back on another Saturday with another episode of Clarity for the Real so next week we'll talk about solutions in combating spiritual abuse all right stay safe out there y'all